Southeast Florida. This is the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. This is the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. We're here today with Captain Don Taylor Jr. Uh, I'm Captain Ty McNeely, and we have a special guest in the studio today, uh, Jeff Altman. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Hey, good, Ty. How you doing, buddy? How we doing, Derek Chopper Jeff? What's up, Donnie? I'm doing good, buddy. Uh, just a little background, uh, Jeff Altman, he's a lifelong angler here in the Northeast Florida area. Uh, he's won several tournament events here in the local area, both charity and uh you know, put on events. Uh, Jeff, how about kind of tell us a little bit about you, you know, basically where you're from exactly and uh, your fishing style, what you prefer, and we'll just kind of interject and ask questions as we go along. How about that, buddy? Hey, sounds good. Um, again, I'm Jeff Altman. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, born and raised here. Uh, grew up in Arlington, lived out in Middleburg the last 20-some-odd years and just moved back into Jacksonville and uh, I run a business, American Trappers. He lived out in the Berg, he said. The Berg. The Berg, huh? The Berg. The Berg. The Middleburg. Is, is there any fishing out in the Berg? Yeah, you got Black Creek out there. A lot of good uh, freshwater fishing out there. Um, I didn't do too much freshwater. I would go on and make the make the hike into Jacksonville to fish the, uh, the St. John's and the Intercoastal. Uh, some shore fishing, a little bit of uh, surf fishing. So yeah, it's cool. How um, so you've been fishing this your whole life this area? Yeah, I was like I said, I was born and raised here. Okay. Um, so when I started fishing, it was my great grandmother used to take me little little torn down bridge over off of University Boulevard. We'd go there and catch uh, you know trout, croaker, and you know. Uh, I don't, I don't ever remember catching redfish back then, but we might have sort of sort of young. But well, I think redfish back then, if I recall correctly, <clears throat> correct me, Ty. Uh, you fished here for a long, like, long time here, like I have. Uh, redfish back then were more of a, I hate to call any, any fish a, a trash, trash fish, fish, but yeah. you know, let's say it wasn't a game fish, yeah. if you will, back then. I mean, do you recall that also? Well, I'm talking. You know, this is 50 years ago. When uh, I was fishing back then, I think we were pretty much catching, you know, croaker and a lot of bottom-feeding fish. I don't know that the tackle we had back then would really catch those big reds, but uh, enjoyed enjoyed it, you know, all my life. Uh, grew up fishing, ended up, when I got married, had kids, took the kids out fishing, taught them how to, how to fish, and passed it on to another generation and now i've got my grandkids that i'm taking teaching them how to fish that's cool you have actually seen some of the pictures that you uh <clears throat> what's his name Grand- gavin gavin that's yeah. it uh, he's a pretty good little fisherman himself isn't he yeah he's caught he's caught uh some nice fish he's got his personal best red out of the kayak t- right at 27 inch absolutely perfect tournament fish and uh but when him and my granddaughter uh, Anna were little, I'd take them out to the pier and you know catch whiting and drum and man they had they had a blast. Uh, they, had, they used to have a lot of kids tournaments around, and we used to fish that. 
um, Gavin has won the kids dock tournament for the Jacksonville Kingfish tournament the last two years. So this year he's going for a three-peat. Wow. So that's, 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 that's pretty, pretty exciting cool, yeah. for him. Yeah. Yep. That, that's really cool. Uh, well, I think that's a sense of accomplishment. You know, you must take pride in that, uh, you know, passing it down like you just said. I think, you know, a lot of times people don't think about that aspect of fishing a lot. You know, they, don't, they only concentrate on what I can catch today, what I can keep today, you know, and that sort of stuff instead of being conservation-minded. Yeah. Like I think probably more of us need to be. Teaching it. Teaching, teaching it. Passing, passing it on. It down. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm a guide for Heroes on the Water. Uh, we take veterans out kayak fishing. We do 10 events a year, and uh, I've been doing that for our chapter started like six years ago, and I've been involved with it since, uh, you know, the inception. So, Well, you can go ahead and brag. Uh, you know, we know that you wanted yeah. this uh, a couple weeks ago. Go ahead and tell us about that. Uh, our little every year um, for the guides, we have a little bragging rights tournament, what they do is they take all our all the guides they throw us in a pool and draw names and we go out in teams and compete so uh so you said that's heroes on the water yes right what is what's what's heroes on the water for someone that maybe never heard of it um it's a it's a not only national I mean, there's chapters in australia uh, there's chapters all over the world now. So it's, um, a, so it's a global kind of deal. Yeah, it's turning into it. Um, basically, is it, it's, is it kayak only? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yes, the events are kayaks, but uh, we used to do a lot of our events are held out at Browns Creek. Um, last year, they lost the docks and everything uh, during the, the storm. So I don't know really what's going to happen this year, but we would still have some vets that would come out that um, wouldn't want to feel comfortable in a kayak or whatever, and they would fish off the shore. And you know, basically, we, we take them out for about five hours. Uh, we start about 8 in the morning, back well, at about 1 o'clock. Kind of, kind of tell us, I don't mean to interrupt you, but kind of tell us about, like, what is the mission statement uh, for the Heroes on the Water? And yes. what, you know, what are they here for, and what do they, they do? And kind of give us a background about, uh, about Heroes on the Water. You said they're they're vets, so these are yeah these are soldiers. veterans, uh, f- soldiers, uh, first responders. We'll take policemen out, firemen out, uh, EMTs, any any of the first responders. But our our main goal is to get military veterans out, uh, you know, kayak fishing. That basically, you know, you got a lot of guys that have had injuries, things like that. We've got uh, people that are blind. We have paraplegics. Uh, we've got, you know, guys that have suffered a lot. And basically, you know, Heroes in the Water, the mission statement is fish, paddle, heal. Um, because you've got these guys that are in a lot of pain. Um, you know, a lot of them are suffering from other things, PTSD. And this gets them thinking about something else. They're out on the water. They catch a fish. They're not thinking about other things. You know, I've seen letters that was written from uh, one of the vet's wife, and she was like, this is the first time I've seen him smile in three years. Wow. You know, so it's, it's real rewarding getting these guys out and putting them on some fish. So how does a 
how does a veteran or a hero, how do they get involved in this program? How, if, if you know somebody that wants to, to be a hero on the water, are, are you the hero on the water for taking these guys out, or are they no. the hero? No, they're, they're the heroes. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to, you know. Give get, back a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I was in the Coast Guard mm-hmm. myself, so I'm a veteran. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank buddy. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. Enjoyed it. We'll do it again. God bless you, God bless you man. It takes, uh, I mean, I know I have family that was a uh, Marine Corps, yeah. Army. Well, uh, hey, you were a first responder, first responder at one myself. time. Yeah, so, it does take know, a special hey, kind of individual. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it, you know. Hey. Yeah, no. Nah. But it does take a special kind of individual to, uh, you know, run towards the conflict as opposed to away from the conflict. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I can – I fully understand what those guys are going through uh, myself, but uh, I think it is cool that people actually give back and they people realize what those guys do for us, whether a lot of times they, they may have signed up for it, but there's a lot of them that didn't sign up for certain things, you know, yeah. and they're thrust into it at a young age and um, really not prepared for that kind of conflict. You know, and a lot of the military, you know, these guys start young. Yeah, 18, you know, 19 years old, yeah. Yeah, and you look at – you look. Back World War Two things like that, man. These these kids were sixteen, seventeen. My grandfather fought in World yeah. War Two on on the beaches of Normandy. Yeah, true, and true. you know things like that. I mean, these are these are seventeen, eighteen year old kids mm-hmm. that are you know watching things that nobody should ever have to see. Yeah, you know. And back then they didn't have outlets. They didn't have, you know, like we've got Wounded Warrior Project, things like that. Mm-hmm. Things that are, you know, helping helping the, uh, the decompression. The vets, yeah. yeah. They didn't have the decompression like yeah. they do today. So now, you know, you know, like Heroes on the Water, we're just another small support for these guys to help them, you know, rehabilitate a little bit and things like that. Yeah, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Tim Stouter, he is, uh, he's part of Heroes on the yeah, Water, correct? Tim's, Tim's our chapter coordinator this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he, this is his first year as a chapter coordinator. We really appreciate, you know, all the work that Tim's done. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to try to schedule to have, to have Tim on here. Maybe Tim's a, Tim's a former, well, I guess not a former Marine, because I guess once you're a Marine, you're always, you're always a, Marine. a Marine. That's right, yeah. You know, um, I was in the Coast Guard. We didn't feel they, that. They only <laughs> squeeze their head so much, yeah. Right. Yeah. Once that's over, yeah. Once yeah. it's in the yeah. jar, they're there, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're gonna have chat. We're gonna uh, schedule to have Tim on here himself uh, and talk to us about. It. I know he's a kayak fisherman, and uh, yeah, he, he's the great competitor. Yeah, he's a good guy. Also, so so let's talk about you a little more though. But thank you for uh, you know everything you're doing with those guys on here on the water. Uh, I, I am familiar. Well, I want to. I asked a question and we got sidetracked, and and Sorry I'm responsible that. for that. No, I, it was my fault. How does a guy get hooked up with Heroes on the Water? If he's a hero uh, or a veteran, uh, um, most of those guys don't take hero as a title. Yeah. So how, um, do, how do those guys get involved? Um, basically, it's a website. Yeah, and it's, uh, that's okay. Trick question. No, no. Um, no, it's a website no, that you, people it, go it's to. It's probably or? heroesonthewater.org okay. is what I'm thinking. But if you were to Google Heroes on the Water in Northeast Florida, our chapter will come up. Okay. If they're on Facebook, just, you know, hit Heroes on the Water and they'd be able to find a chapter near them. Okay. And they just okay. sign up or make a phone call and, and get routed in the Yeah, they direction. can just sign up, send an email, uh, message somebody, you know, on the site, and I'm sure they wouldn't have a problem finding out, you know, where to hook up. Um, yeah. You know. I, yeah, I actually had the privilege of going to uh, the banquet that they had this year, and uh, 
I'll be fishing with one of the vets here in the next few weeks uh, after the first of the year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, just from the the banquet that I attended, it's a first class event. You know, oh, yeah. got to meet a lot of people and uh, a lot of interesting stories and uh, definitely think it's a good cause that uh, is going on for you know the veterans here in our area. Definitely. Yeah, we deal with the VFW. They come out. They uh, they do a couple of uh, barbecues for us. You know, during the year. Um, you know, basically what we do, uh, we take the guys fishing, we get back, we feed them lunch, and it's all free. Um, so a lot, just uh, fishing, fun, some fellowship, just yep. hanging out, talking, yep. being a, an ear or and shoulder. Yeah, and, you know, and they're out with the guides, and a lot of the guides are former military. So, you know, these guys feel comfortable talking to us and you know some camaraderie already yeah you know don't really talk about you know we talk about everything you know um yeah just just, just some guys being on the water exactly just, yeah exactly telling, just telling like being out on the boat yeah dick jokes uh yeah. girl all, talk all whatever that good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 well let's get back to your your event that you just uh, took first place in which was the heroes on the water bragging ah, that was event. just a little bragging rights thing. well tell us about your day you had that day man tell us what you wound up with and uh, who was your uh, hero that you had on the water with you and that, that sort of uh, stuff there were no heroes on the water that day that was just the guides oh really it's okay just, it's just us and, that, and that's captain don taylor yeah we, mr informed we got him <laughs> So you, so you guys weren't actually guiding uh, no, folks we that day? No, it was a guide tournament. Well, they told me it was a guided Just, tournament. I, I assume that they were guiding um, You, you added two extra letters. Okay. Guided, guide. guide. Yeah, I actually guide. thought the same thing. I was going to ask the same question, but yeah. Donnie cut me, uh, beat me to the chase. Well, yeah, yeah, that's how I roll, you know. So, okay, so you yourself were on the water that day fishing against yeah, the other, right. other guides. Yeah, basically they take, they take the guides, they put the names in the hat and – we draw two man teams, and we leave at a certain time. And we met back at uh, Dick's Wings out at Beach Boulevard and San Pablo. Uh, had wings and salads and drank beers and talked about fishing. And uh, so, what did you wind up catching that day, or how'd your day end up? Um, I caught a real nice uh, fat redfish right at twenty six inches. Probably weighed, it was over seven pounds. Good tournament fish. And um, Jacqueline Olson, who I fished with, she caught an 18-inch trout. Uh, none of the other teams that day could catch a flounder. Flounder bite had just shut off. Mm-hmm. And we fished, we had both fished by 9.15. We had to be back at 2 o'clock, so we had till one twenty-five to be off the water and time enough to race back to the weigh-in site and Jacqueline's like you know we can't get a flounder we can't get a flounder I said look don't worry about it I said if I can't catch a flounder and nobody else catching flounder either and I was right right I'm Captain Don Taylor Jr. with uh, Captain Ty McNeely and our special guest today is Mr. Jeff Altman uh Trout extraordinaire, founder extraordinaire here in the Jacksonville, Florida area. Um, thanks he- for joining us, Jeff. Hero on the water guide extraordinaire, evidently. That's right. Uh, Mr. Bragging Rights cooking, winner. Cooking guy. American trapper guy. Yeah, Jeff, so yeah. I, so I understand you write an article for the Fishing Connection, uh, a article on, on fishing. Is that correct? I do. Uh, uh, 
it's not really on fishing, but it's how to prepare your fish. I do the recipes in the uh, fishing connection every month. That's cool. So what's your favorite recipe? Or do you have a favorite recipe? Man, I I got a lot of good recipes. (laughs) Um, Snapper Monterey? Hmm. Yeah. Don't know that one. <laughs> you don't know that one. No. Me neither. So no, seriously, but about the recipe, right? Uh, is there any particular one fish that you uh, prefer to cook over another? Or I mean, inshore species. Sure. sure. I, I love I love fried speckled trout. Man, it's it's hard to beat some speckled trout. Uh, a lot of people say they're you know spongy. Not, yeah, spongy. I you know I don't really find it to be like that. Um, Basically, when I do mine, I, I just scale them and leave the skin on. I fry them with the skin on, and uh, works works good for me. I, I love some fried speckled trout, but flounder, love love fried flounder also. Um, you know, redfish, do redfish on the half shell, cook mm-hmm. them on the grill, things like that. Well, I, think, I think flounder is probably one of the probably top three species yeah. to eat anyways, don't you? Sure. What do you think? A uh, nice, mild, white fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I like flounder. I, yeah, so I've I. fished a lot of offshore fishing, so I'm a fan of wahoo and, and yeah. marlin and um, groupers. Hard to beat. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of that too, but yeah. <laughs> I don't, catch I, don't short, catch, I don't catch too many of those. Yeah. <laughs> so when you ask to rank fish out for me, you know it's um, flounder's good, and for inshore species, it, it's one of the top fish. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we get a lot of mangrove snapper up this way too, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, mangroves are really good good table fare. Yeah. But you know, fishing off the beach, you've got whiting. Whiting is a, a great mild fish, a real sweet flavor. Um, you know, it's just not a big fish that you're getting big fillets off of. How about some sand perch. I don't. I've never eaten sand. Me, me neither. I've just. Asking. I've, I've heard that they're good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, personally, you, you, you I've never a, eaten one. You brought a whiting. They had a. They. I don't know if they still have it now. They used to have a tournament. Um, yeah. The, the, the whiting big, tournament. Yeah. The uh, what was it called? The big uh, WT or, or the yeah the yeah, the, the, the big the, y- the whiting team. tournament. Yeah, the big whiting tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they still do that. Um, I used to go to a charity tournament down there and have for kids off the pier when the pier was open. Yeah. Um, I used to take my daughter down there and do some pier fishing with her yeah. for some yeah. charity. I forget what it was for, but some charity event down there. Yeah, well, Don Dingman does, you know, uh, Hook the Future, takes, you know, kids out fishing and stuff. And he does a lot with uh, with charity tournaments, things like that for the kids. Right. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious to have a whiting tournament. Yeah, and I think it was maybe ten bucks, and it was a winner take all yeah, deal. Yeah, but you know, and after the tournament, there's there's a hundred the people there. Yeah, right. uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big deal, tournament. Then. Yeah, it's, it's well, a big tournament. Yeah, it was a big deal, and you'd see, um, you know, guys would come in with with fairly large uh, whiting. You know, uh, yeah, and, uh, Larry Finch. Larry's, Larry's no, a yeah. he's the man here in this area. Oh uh, yeah, Larry's Larry's a legend. I mean, literally all over Florida. You know, I mean, guys go out and he does charters on the beach. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, I see Mr. Larry from time to time out in the Arlington area. Yeah. Uh, river fishing. Uh, he he he's pretty much a legend around here. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and he'll run. He runs all the way down New Smyrna, south of there, even uh, chasing the pompano. So Jeff, let's talk about you personally. Uh, from this area here, 
uh, been fishing, like you said, 50 years. Um, obviously, you've got the trout down to you know down to a science and flounder down to a science. I don't uh, know about that, but uh, don't I be, try. Don't be, don't be modest. Uh, so when you're not fishing, uh, I see you got your American Trappers uh, shirt on there. Tell us a little bit about about that. Well, uh, my job, I'm a nuisance wildlife trapper. Um, I'm a certified pest control operator. So uh, I don't really don't do too much in the pest control end of it. I'm more into the wildlife end, taking care of, you know, rodents and animals that are nuisance uh, to people in their homes. How did you get into that? Uh, I've been doing pest control for the last 30 years and... Uh, about 15 years ago, I went to work for one of my competitors, and uh, when I left there, I was like, oh, that was their mistake. Now I'm your competitor. Right. So, right. you know, I had transitioned. So you made a career from, out of it, huh? Yeah. Got to do something. Got to gotta make the donut somewhere. That's right. So you trap any any nuisance animal? So fox, squirrels? Yeah, fox, whatever. squirrels. Uh, beavers dogs cats don't do dogs and cats uh, occasionally i'd mess with feral cats what's the smartest animal or the hardest animal to trap the hardest I'm just, animal i'm just curious yeah i mean what if you know you had a top list of top five like what would be the most difficult things animal that to, are a pain in like the ass armadillo maybe or a, i don't know no. squirrel or i don't know the pink fin tuna yeah one yeah. of those <laughs> <laughs> well they're hard to catch too the, the red snapper <laughs> exactly um, no um speaking of good eating fish yes yeah they are good some pink fin tuna nice and yeah. mild something about this flaky though buddy big time something about the tuna fish it's <laughs> yeah, flaky as hell though yeah <laughs> some of it so the question back most of yeah, them are expensive too once we get out of junior high school here um, what is the uh, what was the damn question again what was I was the, just curious that I was hardest just, animal hardest. to catch yeah, it's just the hardest damn I mean, animal to catch you know, I'm just curious about you know if there's, if there's, uh, if there's uh, ones that a are raccoon, certain a raccoon a raccoon just have babies are they really smart they're pretty damn smart really yeah, they have thumbs yeah plausible thumbs at that yeah and if they want to get into a house I don't care what you do they're going to get in. Yeah, I've seen They'll rip the siding off. I've seen them rip through the shingles, through the roof decking to get into an attic. I have watched them at our cabin in Tennessee. I've literally watched them come across the parking lot, walk up to a dumpster that's locked, and somehow figure out how to pick the lock, you know, take the lock off, throw it in the woods, and then literally sit there and open the lock. And while one of them holds the, the lid up, so the let, other let all their buddies in. come in. And then literally watch them take certain items out of the dumpster. And literally, like if it was like a jar of mayonnaise or something, you know, literally sit there, unscrew it like a human being. Yep. And I mean, it's just almost kind of, it's kind of almost amazing to watch them do it, you know, in a way. Comical. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy, man. How how smart them suckers are. Yeah, we had them get in our chicken coop. And um, Uh, they'll kill two chickens a night. Yeah, they came in and um, they got one chicken. And we didn't know what it was, but the chicken had its head through the chicken wire. Was it a right. rooster or a chicken? No, it was a hen, okay. and um, it just and that's all it did was was it pulled it through there and I guess just killed it. Ate his it. head off. Yeah, that's what happened. And uh, we had fox. He would have ate the rest of it if he could have drug it through that hole. Well, we had fox come in and kill eighteen chickens in one day in yeah. broad daylight, and uh, we thought it was a dog, but I guess it turned out now we have fox. It turned out to be a fox. Yep. So, do you trap fox? Yes. 
Okay, I may need your services. I have trapped fox. Where's this happening at? On Yulee? Yeah. I think you had chickens out there. Yeah. Well, I don't now. Everybody has chickens. I don't, chicken. I don't have any chickens here. Well, you that's because you're in town. Okay. Well, like I said, I didn't. You know, if I didn't have so I've been, many I've damn been, cats I've been, I've been, around my the, house, I probably would have. I've some been chickens. to McNeely Manor out there, and I've never seen chickens out there. That's why I was asking. That's because they're in the fox belly. They so got eaten just, by the fox. They all got eaten by the fox. But we reinforce your. We got one. Coop. We got. Well, I did make it coon proof. But we. Um, Good luck. We like to free range our chickens, you know. Yeah, so we let them out sure. to forage, and so they're organic. Well, it's good for. I them. guess, yeah. I guess they could be organic. Hey, ain't nothing like a brown chicken egg. I don't care what anybody says. They say an egg's an egg. So, you so, get a so fresh what, what brown first chicken, chicken egg. Or the eggs, well, no. The chicken. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just like human teeth. Anyway, that's another day for another subject. Like so, Jeff, tell head. us about. Uh, have you done any uh, fishing lately, though? I mean, have you? Besides yeah. the heroes on the water event you had, and uh, yeah, I've I've gone out with a uh, one of our local captains down around here. Uh, how'd, how'd that go? Went good. Good deal. Went good. Yeah, uh, I think of his name. Did you uh, catch any fish? Don Taylor. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, he's that's a hello captain here. Yeah, I forgot about him. I forgot about that. Yeah, man. Yeah, even I even that. goes out on cold days. Well, it was nasty. But in fact, you know, Ty and I talk about that all the time. I'm glad you brought that up. We talk about how. Uh, you know, you read, the, would it be the science, I guess, of it, Ty, or the... You mean the, listening to those lion weather, yeah, yeah, man? Well, I mean, I'm talking about the logic of fishermen say that you can't fish a day, you know, suppose you should fish a day before the front, then two days after the front, and you shouldn't fish during the front, and you shouldn't fish during the cold, and you shouldn't fish... I yeah, fish exactly. whenever I can. Yeah, well, exactly, and... Uh, you know, in the rain, man, the fish are already wet, I they mean, don't care. The day you and I went out just a couple of days ago, I mean, it was what, pretty much the whole entire scenario, windy, rainy, cold, day. and we caught fish all day. And it, was, it was only Five to seven. Yeah, my ass it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's what the dude. It was fifteen little, plus all day. Oh yeah, it, easy, yeah, easy. But we caught fish all day, though, didn't we? Yeah, and that's what was every, crazy. Every spot we went to. Yeah, and for them to say that you know you can't catch, catch fish on a certain day, I think it's just. And we weren't uh, catching great fish that day. Not real big ones, but, but yeah, caught a big trout that day though. Yeah, well, pretty good trout. Yeah, and you know we were catching, but we caught fish. Fish, fish all day. I yeah. mean, rods are bending. That's and that's fine. and that's the thing, you know. A lot of times, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, you know, as long as the rods are bending. Now, if I'm taking vets out, something like that, you know, they want it, they want some fish that are going to be able to take home and eat too. So mm-hmm. we we try really hard to get them on the good ones. Well, let's talk about that. This is uh, since we're here in Northeast Florida. This is uh, pretty much our winter time here between now and what would you say February? February. February. Yeah, January, February we, is really rough. Yeah, I always say we have two seasons here, right? We have summer and February. We have hot, yeah, hot, that's hot, true. hot and hotter really here. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think the fish here in that case, uh, redfish, let's talk about redfish, you think they get into a uh, wintertime pattern here in our, in our area? Yeah. And anyway, what, what would you call their wintertime pattern? Um, well, they're, you know, they're schooling up in, in the holes and things like that. Um you know, try to try to catch the flats in the afternoons. After, if you've got a low tide in the morning, get to that drop off right off the edge of that flat, and about two hours into the incoming tide, once you know it gets six eight inches of water on that flat, those reds are going to start moving up on that flat to get to that warmth. Right, that the, 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 the muds. For everybody you know, listening, producing. 
I'm sorry, go ahead. I apologize. Uh, no. That's what I was going to say. The flats you're referring to are the ones that have been baking in the sun all day. Exactly. Just kind of elaborating on what you were saying so people are listening. They kind of didn't. Yep. They may not understand what we're talking Just about, but. Take yeah, a, a mud, mud flat, not a grass yeah, flat. Mud flats. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's from the mud flat mud. that's been baking all day in the sun. That's going to yeah. allow them to get up on there and. And uh, our warm. mud flats up here uh, hold oyster mounds and things mm-hmm. like that. So um, once that sun has been baking on that nice black you know silt and mud all day that water that cooler water starts to move on it'll it'll heat up several degrees so one thing i like to look at is um i get into the science i guess maybe more than some and i like the topology of a river and when you when you you're fishing those outgoing tides and you see those runouts coming out of those grass flats the faster currents coming out of there indicates um, you know, a higher grass flat mud bank underneath it. So that's going to get warmer faster. Did you say oncology? No, I didn't say oncology. What did you say again? Topology. 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 Okay, just sort of. It's the study of topographic. I know what it is. Yeah, it's the stuff on top. That's just such a big word for us guys here, you know. Anyway, yeah. top, top. Yeah, we are in the south. You know? Topology. Topology. Have to use those big I words. would just say like the structure of the river, but anyways, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. That wouldn't have been accurate. What is topology accurate? Sure yes, topography. I know what topography is. Well, then topology is the study of topography. Now we're getting really, really calm. Okay, right. So back to the point you're saying about warming up the warming up the uh, the water, the mud flat, the, yeah. the, the topology, <laughs> the pathology, yeah. the pathology, the whatever topology. the hell it is. Yeah, I know, right. man. If I can't say we're, it, gonna, I can't we're warming up that water that's right. going onto this on that, on that mud. <laughs> on that mud. That yeah. mud heats up and yeah. gets the water warmer. Them there fish are coming there, you know. And it does, and you're right. But there's some mud flats and some grass flats that heat up faster and stay warmer longer than others. And that that's my point is if you find a run out that's got water coming out of it faster, the water that goes back into it is being warmed longer than if you get you know, if you're in water yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a little higher. It's You're, higher. Yeah, it's it's been uh, there's no water been on it for longer, uh, so the sun's been baking on it longer, which makes it a little bit warmer uh, inherently. So you guys fish whatever topology you want to, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to fish where I want to. <laughs> so anyway, so okay, nothing big words. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ty and his big words. Ty is our local resident here for uh, our walking our walking Wikipedia. Uh, so Jeffrey, so let's talk about. I know you. I know you have some very good success with the trout. I mean, I've seen some thirty plusers that you've caught. You know, some yeah. gate, some gators. Um, is now a good time of year to be catching those kind of trout or what? Yeah, um, the, the trout. My favorite time of the year really is March, April, for the big trout. I catch more big trout in March and April. Um, but I mean, why is that? I mean, is there a reason behind that, or does that mean that it's another spawning? Yeah, I think they're just getting a little bit more active. The water's getting a little bit warmer. Uh, they're right now that water's down around sixty-two degrees, sixty-three yeah. down there. The fish are a little bit lethargic. Um, you know, working working lures and things like that. I'm slowing down. Um, and in March, April, I'm starting to speed things back up. Uh, I like big trout. I've caught more big trout on like a super spook. Uh, 
I like a big bait for big trout. Well, for the people out there that I'm sure if you've been in a bait shop or tackle shop or even at the boat ramp and you've heard everybody say, oh, I can't wait for the cold front to come through because or the cold, it's going to fire the trout up. It's going to fire the big trout up. And, you know, explain to, explain to the folks, uh, you know, why folks are saying that and, and what that means, uh, you know, when they hear that. Okay, if you don't, I mean, well, if you don't want to share that information with them, that's fine. Well, no, I mean, because you, you know, you, you know, yeah. well, I do. You hear that comment quite a bit. I mean, you hear it, Ty. I mean, yeah. don't act, we don't we don't all hear that I, comment. I, and we and we just said a minute ago that you know you just brought up that the traditional time to go fishing is you know or, or not when you guys went fishing this past week. It, the front just right. Came through, yeah, we're so we're like sitting on the front. I think catching fish during a weather pattern before or after. I think it's all fish are going to eat. They're going to eat. Yeah. Fish are going to eat fish right. basically. You're going to eat twice a day. And you know what's right. going to turn fish on is food, right? Yeah. No matter what time of year it is, what time of day it is, no matter what tide it is, they're going to eat. And if there's food in the area, they're going to be turned on. They're going to eat that. You're absolutely um, right. Yeah. Well, I wasn't trying to throw you into the bus there, but I just was curious. Have you? You know, you, we've all heard that statement. Oh, it's yeah. cold weather. The trout are going to fire up, and so. You know, I've heard all kind of reasons behind that, and I just didn't know. I know you catch a lot of big trout, and so I didn't know if you had just heard, you know, what your opinion on that. I mean, I, I agree when it goes from 90 degrees from the water oh, being yeah. 103, 103 yeah. here in Florida <coughs> and then drops down to 70. Yeah, I get the trout are going to be fired up then, you know, or we have a you know mild cold front well, coming I, in. I think when, when the water gets real cold like this, like I said, I think the, the trout get a little bit more lethargic. Well, I think most they, fish do not, in general. They don't, yeah. <coughs> They're not, they're not hitting, you know, as aggressively. They're more pop, pop, pop right now, and then they'll take it. Well, you know, most of the ones we caught the other day, they were hitting on the fall or on the paws. Yeah. So that, that just tells you, to, you know, to me, when you, you catch them on the that type of retrieve, um, you know, are, they are more lethargic. You yeah. Know? If you're if you're working plastic, you know, little little yo-yo type action mm-hmm. up and down, up and down. And they do. They hit it on the paws. Yeah. It's just dropping back down. I mean, you know, if you're doing a steady retrieve, you know, uh, with a jerk bait or a crank bait, and you're, you know, jerking down three or five feet, and you're reeling it straight in, and they're hitting it, well, you know, they're being more aggressive then, as opposed to just simply, you know, jerking yeah, a twitch, and jerking and a twitch. That's when the, the water's warmed up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. When, when you start reeling straight in and changing your pattern, speeding it up a little bit, um, I think. The, the water temperature has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, high tide around the grass lines, things like that, those big trout are running those grass lines, waiting on those bait fish coming out of the grass. You know, and I think too, a lot of the bigger trout, you know, that that, that are being caught, I mean, I know you can catch, you know, that, that 18 to 22, 23, uh, you know, you, you can catch a consistently amount of those in that, you know, anywhere from 8 to maybe 15 foot of water. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I've caught the, the bigger trout that I've caught have all came from that three foot or less, you know, in the in this kind of weather right here, chasing bait around the grass lines in, in a shallow flat or something. You know, uh, they they seem more to be more like loner fish, if you will. Yeah, you know, I mean, the the big trout, the good big gators, you know, you, you start getting the twenty eight, thirty inch trout. Those guys aren't hanging out with other schoolies. trout. Yeah, it's not like schoolies where you know. 15 or you know 13 to 16 inches yeah. you get into catching 13 14 inch trout yeah, move, well move yeah. you know because those those bigger trout aren't going to be with them well, let's talk about doing it i know you also you're pretty good pretty avid uh 
flounder fishermen, I know you've caught some big doormats too. Um, what about those this time of year? Have you noticed that they've kind of thinned out a little bit? Yeah, or they've moved definitely, out? Yeah. definitely moved out some. Um, the flounder bite, you know, has, has slacked off a lot. Now, I know, Ty, you're up in a little bit north of us. How's the flounder up there? They're, um, if you can find a little deeper water, um, you know, outside of the runouts and stuff like that. Getting down to 15 feet? I would say. You have a six-pack of hot dogs on your neck. Yeah. I didn't, know, I didn't know that until just now. Okay, I sorry. can put a six-pack of hot dogs across six, your face. He's got a six-pack of hot dogs back here. Okay, I'm sorry. Go now. I'm sorry. I apologize. I just, I've got ADD, man, so, you know, just kind of, sorry. So what they call that? I think so. Yeah. yeah I thought it was beard envy. There's another. <laughs> there's oh, another I, I definitely man. have beard envy. Yeah, I couldn't grow that. It, it take me till I was dead to grow that right there. Right. I could grow that in a few years, maybe. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm about to flounder up in your area. Well, no, I think that right now they're a little more... Um, you could find them in the deeper water, you know, 10 to 15 feet, 18 feet. Some guys are taking them even deeper than that. Um, you know, and the reasoning for it, I, I don't know. Everybody's got their own theory on why they're catching fish, why the fish is turned on right now. Uh, there may be science behind it. I don't know. It could be luck. Um, I personally don't think uh, for guys that go out and fish consistently and catch big fish and there's luck has nothing to do with it i mean no, you, you no. got guys that are just dialed in on big fish that can go out and consistently catch yeah. big flounder big trout yeah. uh and they pretty much they target those those type of fish right in this area of northeast florida we have a lot of good fishermen in this area and that's that's yeah, i would put our fishermen, fishermen i would put our fishermen here in this area up against anybody in any part of this country and, I, and arguably i think we're some of the best uh, fishermen in this area not not me per se or uh, but there's some great fishermen in this area and like you said if a guy says i'm gonna go out and target trout today and they're out there catching you know 20 20 plus 30 inch fish you know that's that's an accomplishment and then to go out there and do that consistently uh, they know something it, it's not luck because if it was luck everybody could do it wouldn't yeah. you agree? I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> well, I just you know I know that the flounder here are migratory, so let's talk about that yeah, for a second. Sure. So, I, but I do know at the same time we do have res. You know, you got spring run, the fall run. Yeah, we have flounders that are that are residents here. Yeah, and it's funny the last several flounder that I've caught. I know you. I know last time you and I fished, you lost a pretty big one, yeah. which was about a month ago. Though I want to say wasn't it? Maybe yeah. maybe five weeks ago. Yeah. But it like seems that. like since then all the flounder that I've caught have been. Six, fish. eight, ten inches, maybe at the most. I mean, they've been all tiny, and so uh, I'm not saying there's not flounder around right now in this, you know, with this weather and everything. But it just seems like the concentration of them that wasn't here. Uh, it's like they, like a lot of the big ones have already moved out to the ocean. Yeah, the bigger um, fish have definitely moved. I mean, I caught one, you know, I've caught, caught one maybe four weeks ago that was weighed five and a half pounds, and ever since that fish, I mean, it's been it's been it's been hard to, hard to even find a you know a uh, slot flounder. See, I, I, mean, think, I think that the, the thinking on some of those, I think all fish are migratory. Um, also believe that a resident fish that lives nine miles inland, a saltwater fish, he's not going to the ocean. No, uh, those fish, are, yeah, they're hanging out. They've got what they need. You know, they need food and you know, they need salt in the water and they need oxygen. And if they've got that where they're at, they're not going to the ocean. I don't think they're they're. They're not like salmon. Well, I mean, you take you take redfish. I mean, they catch redfish down in Lake George. Yeah, they do now. Yeah. And yeah, 
And, man, I mean, what is that? 50 miles? It's more than that. From, yeah, it's yeah. more than that. 75 miles. Along the river. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've caught them this year in Nassau River. Most people may not know where this is at, but all as far inland as Mills Creek. And from the from the sound, you know, that's uh, 31, 32 miles inland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a haul. And uh, what's predominantly, for years and years and years, been fresh water. And, um, it was brackish, know, isn't it? It was, it's always been freshwater. I mean, that far down, you're talking west of uh, Boggy, I mean, west of Humpback Bridge over there, mm-hmm. right? And so people that aren't, aren't familiar with the Northeast Florida, the St. John's River is one of two rivers that run north in the world. Right. And you know why that is, right? Yeah, because Georgia Cause sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, nothing we're gonna tell, my, we're gonna my tell family Fran, up in Georgia. Uh, yeah, we're going to tell Fran that Donnie said that. Some of the comments displayed on the um, Backwater uh, Hustle you know, podcast are, are not necessarily the opinions of all the hosts on the, on the uh, Backwater Hustle podcast. No, but uh, no, uh, you're right. We had the Nile in, the, we had the Nile in Egypt, and we had, yep. the, obviously, the, the uh, St. John's River here in our area. Yeah. I'm going to dispute that fact. And only We were in, I think, in Oregon, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, and I made the comment that the St. John's was one of only two rivers uh, that flew that f- flow south Float. to north. Yeah, don't fly. That don't fly. No. And uh, I was told I was wrong. They flow north. And then the guy there, wherever we were at, said, "No, this river flows from south to north," and he was right. So I don't know how much we're gonna have to Google. I've never heard that. Maybe one. we should. It's yeah, because it doesn't flow south. Donnie, north. you talk. I'm gonna Google it. That's a good that's what idea. I, what I was taught it, but, it doesn't flow south. That's why it, it just flows north. That's why it's a constant. It's got a constant direct current that flow north all the time. From get, south you, to north. Well, it starts. It starts at a, at a spring up around the what the Orlando area, I believe it is, yeah, or down, Indian down below. Lake Helen blazes. Okay, whatever you just said, but sure. Uh, but yeah, but it, so it comes from that spring and it flows yeah. north. north. And so I, out to the now it may jog or jut to the to the north or to the south, perhaps or to the east a little bit on on its track here. But I know that we have a current in our St. John in our river here well, that runs north all the time. Yes, and it's very evident when you're fishing it on a outgoing tide and the wind's blowing that direction. And uh, oh, you can you can see the rip line just moving. Yeah, and, exactly. And it can be it can be an incoming tide, but yet depending on where you're at. That water's still flowing north. Well, it's always flowing north. That's the and, whole thing yeah. about it. And what's crazy about it is you can have an incoming tide, but your current is always flowing north, and you can watch your lead, you know, struggle, oh, yeah. struggle on the bottom down there to, to hold bottom. Trying to figure out which way it's going. Exactly right. And so, yeah, uh, you know, but that is. I mean, I've always been taught that. So, but, but we'll get we'll get redfish, you know, and and I and I believe they'll even catch flounder down around uh, Lake George too. Oh yeah, so, yeah, they will. They yeah. will. So, according to Google, there are countless examples of rivers flowing northward. Some of the most famous rivers that flow north include the world's longest, the Nile, which one of you guys said. Right. Russia's Ob River, the Lena River, the Yenzi Rivers, all in Russia, the Red River in the United States and Canada, Canada's Mackenzie River, California's San Joaquin River, and the list goes on and on. Well, somebody's been lying to me most of my life because we were always fishermen. taught fishermen. We were always taught that there was two rivers that flowed north. I've been north. told that my whole life. So yeah, I, there's gonna be more to it. I than guess that. that must be just Florida. All right, so they no, taught that. More to it than that. This Either that or these are new rivers that now, weren't around a, when we were kids. This is a great 
point this is a great segue here so fishermen lie right i've never so, heard that yeah so well yeah so you're lying so we all do it so let's take even a, inadvertently let's take a minute here and let's rant about something right whatever you want fishing non-fish something that gripes your ass right well, we griped my ass last week was let's, i was catching damn freshwater catfish over by Crowley, which I should be catching redfish, and instead, you know, it says, I'm it says here that the only the, what river flows north in the United pounds. States, Ty. That's nice. It says what river flows north in the U.S. Just the St. John's River. No, keep reading. Just in the U.S. Keep reading. You got the, you, your ADDs kicking in. Actually, there are many rivers in the United States which flow from south to north. I'm, well, but I'm not talking about flowing from south. I'm talking about just flows north. Is one of two rivers in the is one of the two rivers in the United States that flows north. There's a, that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm just reading you. That's what we said. So no, no if it you're talking about, you're talking about north, south and north. It's, one, it it's one of the only north. two rivers that flows just north. If it yeah. flows north, where's it flowing from? I just told you. It starts down in the Orlando area and starts down there in the spring and then works its way north. Orlando south. But it starts south and it only flows north. It could have been north, the point. West, southwest. It, start, it starts south. Yeah. Okay. But the water let, let me correct that. It starts south. Direction. Yes. But it only flows north. I mean, it's, it's, you read it right there. It's what it says. That flows north. Yeah. And the next statement says there are many rivers from, that flow from south to north, which means that it flows both directions from south to north. Okay. Anyways, they were messing with me about saying topographical. <laughs> so geographically, the St. John's River starts down south, down south, and the water and flows all flows north. north. Correct. So it flows from south to north. But doesn't flow from north to south, like you're saying here. That's correct. Okay, that's all I was trying to say. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> so, Jeff, we're I'm just a guest. A couple minutes uh, for you. Just a rant. We're all going to do it here. I, I just, I've always wanted to do this, and I just think it's cool. This is so, it. This is a rant. So, you were saying, gripes your ass about these. Uh, you were trying to catch freshwater catfish? No, we were trying to catch redfish. You were trying to catch redfish. And I'm catching, you know, six pound freshwater catfish. Freshwater catfish. Right. In a saltwater area. Um, reason being, we had, you know, a couple of hurricanes flew through. Uh, had had a real lot of rain this year. Um, Black Creek, one of the creeks down a little bit south off of the St. John's. Uh, the water's just now, within the last couple of weeks, getting back to normal levels. Um, the salinity uh, in the northern part of the river up, where we're at now, this you know generally we're is holding redfish and trout and things. We're getting a lot of fresh water fish in here because all of that water is pushed up from down south. That because all that water from down there has to move you know back up to the to the mouth of the river to go out to the ocean. But it's taken this long for the water levels to go back down. And that salinity level to rise back up, you know, where the fish are going to, you know, get back. The last few months of fishing has really been strange. You know, it. I don't know about your area, but, you know, a lot of times if I'm fishing down in the Arlington area of Jacksonville, 
versus, you know, 10 miles closer to the mouth of the river where there's a lot more salt that's coming out of the ocean. Um, you know, the, the, the patterns of the fish, literally, I mean, they, they shut down yeah. and, and moved closer to the, to the mouth of the river. What, what we see a lot in, in my area um, is the same thing. The tides are still a little weird. Um, as far as are they coming in or going out? And it seems to me that there's a lot more bottom current now uh, than there was this time last year. And I don't know if that has to do with the storms. Um, yeah, I think it's from the amount of water yeah. that was was inland and is still being forced out. Yeah, it has to go. Yeah, and, and it's got to move somewhere. The saltwater levels, uh, we, we see it. Uh, it seems that the further we go inland, obviously, we're seeing it. Uh, for about a month, maybe two months, right after our last hurricane, yeah. we had fresh water way out into where we should not have fresh water. So is that your rant? Exactly. Are, you, are you literally ranting on the water? Is that what you're yeah. doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, me he's off. raising hell about yeah. catching the catfish. Who the hell wants to go? I mean, <laughs> I got this big old catfish, and my son's got it. You know, he brings it in. And he gets it up, and we're looking. He's going, Dad, this thing's shit. And I'm like, hold it off the side. I don't want it in my boat, you know? Did you eat it? Don't you hate those things? Uh, no, you, man. Didn't cook, you didn't cook it. I was like, throw that son of a bitch back. I know. I hate them suckers, man. Hey, like man, them and lady fish. Even, even why. my Chinese people don't like those. <laughs> no, I, I hate having them suckers on the boat, man, or near the boat. That Those fish and lady fish, they're the first, first thing they do is... is Jizz all now, over the boat on you, you know. Now, now in case uh, people don't know this, um, uh, your Chinese people tend to like to eat fish, and uh, wherever I'm living around, I always have my favorite and Chinese st- restaurant. Stereotype. That I well, hey man, <laughs> again, I, I haven't paid I haven't paid for Chinese food in years. Okay. I'll catch a mess of Chinese chick. No, more like, <laughs> well, hey, man, a couple of them. It's less calories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're ranting here. Is that what we're doing? We're doing a rant? Yeah, we're going to rant. You're going to rant. Home of something. the smoking chicken. Smoking can, I, chicken. can I rant on anything Come I on. want to rant on? Does it have to be uh, we were just fishing talking related? To or? Trapper Jeff about using uh, how not to use fried chicken to lure in. Uh, Fox. Nuisance animals. Yeah. Man, I'll rant, dude. You want me to freaking rant? I'll rant on something. Rant on something. Uh, well, first of all, I ran about this weather we've had here lately. Sucks. Sucks. The big one. The freaking wind. You know, I can deal with the rain. Somebody asked me today about fishing, and you know, I can fish in the rain all day long. It's just well, this damn wind. Cold in the well, it's wind. the wind, man. I, I don't care if it's hot or cold. It's the wind. It's just absolutely been brutal here in the Northeast Florida area. It's just been. Seems like the last year, man. It's been. It's been windier this out year. Of the northeast. Yeah. Ever since the hurricane, which is, I guess, this rants involving the weather in general. You know, I have some great fishing spots that, that are now totally gone now due to the Hurricane Irma and then the follow-up after that. The wind has just been brutal here since, I'd, I'd say, mid, what, June, maybe? Every May. day I want to fish. No, it's got Bruce. really bad. Since mid-2010? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about 2007, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But just the winds has bad, been bad here lately. It just makes the fishing tough, of course, and... Um, yeah, it makes it very frustrating. I can like yeah. I can deal with the rain, man. I can deal with getting wet, and that doesn't bother me at all. But that wind blowing ninety miles an hour, and you know, blowing you all over the place, and it's just it, it turns the fish off too. And in that my flat opinion. spot you got, then the water's flying up your back and dripping down your ass crack, and right. you're sitting that's in because you're a fat ass sitting on that side. Oh, well, hey, man. You know, let's talk about traps, but 
No, my Hughes is pretty dry, but you talking about in the back back there where the uh, transducer is, I guess? No, when we're young, oh, yeah, the old man. Oh, yeah, it was a transducer. Was, yeah, the water's kicking up off the transducer. Yeah, it was a transducer was kicking up over the water, yeah. Yeah, and that water's yeah. like hitting me in the back of the neck, and then my jacket's wet. <laughs> it was Then he all was of a sudden, my he, was, he was sucking wet, dude. Yeah, it's about 42 Adam, degrees outside. In, <laughs> sitting in water, and it's like, damn, this sucks. <laughs> it was funny as hell, though. But uh, I moved to the front of the boat and just sort of ducked and <laughs> and hid a little bit for the ride back. You know, so that so the weather's been crazy and then I can rant about. You know, I was looking at there's a certain big chain store that I get gift cards for every year, and so I hope we're never Target. No, I hope we won't ever be a sponsor of ours. But uh, Academy. Nope, and uh, bigger box chain than that. <sighs> and so, nope, and. Uh, so I, you know, it takes me about six years to save up fifty dollar gift cards just to buy one item at the store, you know. And I'm just and I hate to even use a gift card for the store because I know I can go anywhere else and buy anything fishing related for at least ten fifteen dollars, maybe not, you know, ten fifteen percent cheaper, you know, well, every day of the week. It must be a big fishing store. It is, yeah. yeah. That we don't big. have one of in That's Northeast correct. Florida. That's correct. Yeah, and so I mean. So I get gift cards every year from in-laws and my parents and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a $30 gift card or a $50 gift card. But, heck, it takes you four years to save up all your gift cards just to buy, you know, a pair of socks there. And uh, it's, it's just outrageous to that place. I mean, I'm not trying to be not not the, the place itself. but hey, you gotta, I mean, you got to pay for all that pretty stuff in, inside of there. No? I, I guess you have to. And all the people standing in front of them say, welcome yeah. to so-and-so store, you know, all their big yeah. high dollar but well, I mean, you can stand it, there and look at the fish and look at all the mounts and. But man, you know, it's just I was just it was just frustrating. Next, I mean, get I, the money back somewhere. I've literally saved yeah. up now three just because I haven't wanted to. I, I just can't see spending just to blow a gift card there on this particular product when I can go somewhere locally and buy it for buy the five dollar t shirts. Get a bunch of them. Seven or eight dollars cheaper, or ten dollars cheaper, fifteen dollars cheaper. You know, it's just it's crazy. I was just real surprised that. How expensive about 30% it is! Percent more than everybody. Yes, yeah, outrageous. It truly out. is. I don't mean to. Like I said, I'm not knocking the place itself, but I mean it's just as far as the prices there go, outrageous. But it's fun to walk around and look because they got all kinds of no, stuff. No, they do. I, I yes, my wife. I could spend. We go there. She's like, oh, I'm not there for a whole day. I could literally spend yeah. a whole day in there, honestly. But I'll buy nothing. Buy nothing. So that's, that's my rant on the weather and big box stores. Weather and big box stores. That's what I call them, big chain stores, big box stores. How about you, Captain Tyrus? Yeah, the big box store. BPS, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. I've heard of it. I've been there a time or two. Well, I guess my rant, and I don't know if kayakers have this issue. They may. But um, if you're fishing, everyone should fish. Let me go ahead and state that. Everybody, if if you can physically cast a rod, you should be fishing, except for at the damn boat dock when I'm trying to launch, when I'm trying to launch my boat or I'm trying to bring it back to the dock. When you see a boat coming to the dock, reel your lines in, get your crab traps out of the way, get all that shit away from the dock so I don't have to run it over. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah, me too. We were just even in a kayak. Even in a kayak. Okay, so. We were just out not that long ago. Mm-hmm. This guy's there. We said, hey, you got lines mm-hmm. in? Yes. So we told him, asked him politely to pull him in. He said he did, but he didn't. So my buddy's putting his boat up, and it his line gets snagged on the boat. This ass thinks he's catching a fish. 
He runs after his rod. The rod goes in the river. He damn near goes in the river with it, right? Falls down, busts his ass, right? To me, it's common sense. If if you're a kayaker, um, I give kayakers at the boat ramp right away because the guys aren't going to be there long. They're in, they're out. If you see my boat and you see my trailer backing down the ramp, don't paddle your ass up into the boat ramp when I'm backing down in there. Yeah, no, that's... Jet you know, skiers, do it. Uh, jet You know, that's probably a good rant. I should bitch uh, about the jet skiers. I yeah, I, I, I can too. They, uh, they're very inconsiderate, inconsiderate they don't really obey any of the, uh, the, the maritime laws that pertain to anything when they're on the water. Zero. You know, I can take it a step further. If you've never owned a boat, and or you haven't been out in a boat in ten years, uh, you should. Everyone should have to take a boating class, and I think that's for not only your safety, but the safety of everyone that's on the water around you. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, that may not be a popular sentiment with a lot of folks, but more accidents happen because a boater's not knowing what side of the channel to be on, not how to back up from the ramp, not how to pull up to the ramp. Not know how to pass someone, not know who should give the right away, and you know I know we're captains, and I know that we learn a lot of stuff in school, but I'm just amazed every single day when I'm out in the water at that the amount of people that just honestly have no idea about you know. And don't get me wrong, if you can afford a boat and you want to take your family out, you know, um, recreational wise, more power to you. I think it's, I think it's fantastic, but with that with that same. It comes a lot of responsibility, you know, with that privilege. And I just the idea that people I see out on the river with small kids with no vests on, see that all the time, uh, flying down the river, don't know what a wake zone is. You and I, the other day, which is you and I, or I had two clients just this past week at ICW, Pablo Creek, St. Andrew River out there. Right. Big giant wake zone there. Big, huge signs, wake zones, and a big... Big giant offshore boat with his three three hundreds on it comes barreling through there, never stops. Four foot wakes, kicking four foot up. wakes, and I mean wake zone, no wake zone. It's it's, it's a no wake zone too. It's not middle wake. It's a no wake. Yeah, like right going down the intercoastal. Yeah, right there, and just barreling through there. You know, and, you know what gets me is, and I don't harp on some of these officers because I know they're busy, but you know where are they at when oh, th- those kind of people? They're so understaffed. I know they are, and, but it's frustrating. But, yet, but you know, they they're not understaffed though to be at the ramp though, sitting there to check. Me every time I get there to my license and my certain category one PFDs and so forth and so on, you know. But uh, without getting off on that, because I don't want to, because I know these guys. Well, you're right. Everybody should have to, you know, take a course something. I mean, yesterday, North Jetties, small boat family. uh, I think it was one child and two adults uh, rescued off the rocks by it wasn't the Coast Guard, but it was the Maritime. I saw that. Yeah, uh, you know, their boats washed up on the jetties. I mean, you know, know know your limitations. Don't go out. Don't go out in six foot seas. It's a young family and a small yeah. kid. I mean, I saw it personally. I watched it happen. I had my clients on board there, and we watched the whole entire thing take place, and watched the other boat come up to them and help them. But I mean, I just thought to myself, I'm out there in my boat that's 22 foot, and it's it's pretty good. But to watch these folks where they, where they were trying to fish, number one, out there with a, I bet a two-year-old kid, I'd say, 
I mean, he's maybe they two. looked about four to me. No, they four were tiny. Six. Well, they were tiny, uh, tiny yeah. Bravos. But the point was, have some common sense more than anything, you know. Yeah. And, and I mean, the boat goes over. You mean you have a hard enough time saving yourself, let alone you know two small children. But the whole point of all this is that, you know, education, education, education. Learn how to back your boat. Learn how to pull your boat out. Don't yell at your wife or your girlfriend when you're sitting in the boat that has no idea about how to get the boat on the trailer and you're giving commands from the boat when you can't get on there yourself. Uh, I can go on and on about the nonsense that we see every single day out, out on the water. And, I mean, I, th- I just think that there's honestly needs to be a class and something that needs to be, hey, you have to, you have, to have a license to drive a car. It can't hurt going to a four- or six-hour class to learn how to drive your boat back it up, pull it out, and so forth and so on. Well, the Coast Guard does offer, you know, safe boating courses. We offer it. Yeah, the, the Coast Guard offers. The Coast Guard Auxiliary yeah. up where I'm at offers it. You brought up a good point um, a second ago about the um, – now I'm going to forget what the hell you said. Um, know your limitations. Know your limitations. That yeah. is a – and that goes for – if you're whether you're in your car or <laughs> you're yeah. just walking down the damn street, but especially in a boat – and anybody with a checkbook can be a boat owner. Yeah. And you get it and you take off. We make kids today drive a car on a learner's permit with all these restrictions on them. They have to follow. And they've got brakes and horns and lights and reverse. and, and all, all kinds of, of cool all stuff. Bumpers. Yeah, and all this. And, and But you take that same 16-year-old kid and you put them in a boat and uh, go. And they just take off and run. They don't have to have a license or anything. No. That's like, you know, the kids that... that Went missing, what, two years ago down, I think, around Stewart. Yeah. You know, these kids grew up on a bay. Right. You know, they've been in boats since they were, you know, little kids. But they had they had boats at probably 10, 12 years old. Right. Where they would just jump in the boat and, you know, a little small motor and tool around. and Yeah, those two boys probably had know. more experience on the water than most adults. Yeah. I mean, they had a lot of experience. Yeah, but. and then they did something stupid. You know, right. they, they went beyond their limitations. Right. They went where they weren't supposed to be, and, you know, that's the thing. Things happen so quick on the water. Yes. You know, I mean, look at the El Faro. Right. That's a, a big merchant ship that went down a lot of people lost their lives. Um, I was in the Coast Guard. I've seen some stupid stuff. Yeah. You know, and things can go from great to a nightmare literally in seconds. Right. And, you know, know your limitations. Hey, we have had recently, just re- recently as a month ago, had a captain who's been fishing longer than we've all been born during one of our championships here in our area local local you know this nationwide championship going down the icw and something break loose in his boat and him get thrown out of his boat yeah you know that's happened recently another instance happened recently two boaters a couple days ago go out in a 21 foot boat with less than desirable conditions actually they were nasty conditions being honest about it going out in six six foot foot, six foot chop out there you know out in the atlantic ocean i mean it's just you got to use common sense you, there's got to be some kind of education, and yeah, something's got to be regulated. And you know, there's got to be some mandatory regulations. And I know I hate that word because it's always just regulations. You're like you cringe when you hear that word, but just for the safety of uh, everyone, everyone, yeah, absolutely. You know, so that's my rant. Well, the the two things you said there is common sense and education, and unfortunately, you cannot teach common sense. No. You, you can. 
CS. That's right. I have a degree in CS. Right. It's the only one I got. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I do have a PhD too. I have a pair yeah. of post hole diggers. Well, you you know AA. What is it? Uh, AS, BS, MS, and PhD. Right. All shit. All shit. Bullshit. More shit. And piled higher and deeper. Right. <laughs> is that what it stands for? <coughs> so, well, that's my rant. And thanks uh, to Captain Don for helping me out. More like Don's rant. Yeah. Than your rant. And uh, thanks. Thanks for Jeff helping me out on that. I appreciate you, you it. You just had to prod me into it is what it was. You know? We had all kinds of rant yeah. going on here. You had to get me going, get me prodded into it, you know. Yeah. No, that's that's good. It's fine with me. I don't care. That's what's going to make the show good, I hope. So, um, no, and all these topics are serious topics. You know, yeah, we, we try right. to maybe shed a little light on some of it, maybe even say some of the things we say in jest. Hopefully, but, some it'll save someone's life. Hopefully. Yeah. Because, hopefully. you know... People going out in bad conditions, bad things happen. People lose their lives. Right. And, and, hey, in good conditions. People, yeah. People can go out on a 85-degree day, no wind, and two people going down the river or the ICW. And, and hit something. Well, that, or not know which way each other's going to go and run, yeah. and run hitting each other or hit a dock. How many, people, how many times have we read people yeah. about lost their life here in our area? You know, run, South Florida run. baseball player last year got right. killed. What about, you know? what about all the people that got killed a couple of years ago that hit the dock and killed like seven of them? Yeah. Just last year, I won't say, or the year before. It was a few years ago. A few yeah. years ago, yeah. you know. Well, we al- had a, alcohol doesn't mix, you know, out there doing that. At nighttime, it's just, there's a whole earlier, lot of things. Earlier this year in the spring, we had a guy die up where I'm at. It was two guys, old fishing buddies, launching their boat in at a boat ramp, um, had a kicker-style motor, and this guy ran this boat for 10 years, um, put the boat in the water, Put it in gear, stood up to do whatever he was going to do to get to the dock, and hit the hit the uh, gas on the troll motor. I mean, on the uh, motor, threw him out of the boat. Yeah, the boat spun in circles for ten minutes. He tried to hold on to it, and he ended up yeah. letting go and losing his life. Now, my oldest son and myself, we were about a mile from this. We heard the boat spinning in circles and could see it um, in the distance, and thought it was jet skiers playing in, playing around the boat ramp. And it wasn't until later that we found out this man lost his life. Uh, so even with that, he wasn't doing anything. Um, the The only thing he wasn't doing is he wasn't wearing his life jacket. Yeah. And and that's, you know, I know they changed the name from life jacket to PFD for legal bullshit. But the thing Personal is. Personal flotation device. If you don't wear it, it can't save your life. Have your kill switch on your boat also. Or have a life on have- lanyard. Yeah. I mean, I wear mine all the time. Hey, just real quick. Just a few months back during the summertime, I was coming in a certain ramp here in Jacksonville after a tournament, and there was this older gentleman, and he was in a smaller boat, and it was one of those stick drives. Uh, I guess is what you call it. Is that correct? Uh, you know, throttles are down here and whatnot, stick drive boat. Same scenario. He had his wife trying to back the boat in. She could not get it, I guess, I guess to how he wanted it. And this went on now for... 10, 15 minutes, I'm not kidding, it took forever. Well, she finally got it right. After him being so frustrated, he sits down finally in the boat and fires the boat up. Well, he's sitting beside, we were at Lonnie Warren Ramp here in Jacksonville, and he was sitting beside the dock. When he turned his boat on, I guess it was in gear, which I didn't know your boat would turn on in gear, but apparently this one would. He, he turned it on, and when it did, it made an immediate 90 and ran him up underneath the docks 
right there at the line he were on ramp. Hit this guy. First of all, his poles go snap, snap, snap. Hit him right across his eyebrow line. I mean, it literally knocked him out in the boat. His boat took off underneath the ramp and went out, same thing. Started doing circles out there in the real shallow area of Mill Cove. So I eased my boat to try to get her to him to check on him. And after, and it was, I'm talking, it was like dead, dead low too. But long story short, I finally get up to him. Well, he, he comes to, and he's just gashed from here down. Comes to, puts his boat in gear, and comes in reverse right at me. And I literally, what the guy had on my boat, had to dump it as fast as it would go in reverse to keep this guy from hitting me. You know, and long story short, finally got him out of the water. They called ambulance to him and all this kind of stuff. But what that just told me right then there was how quickly something could happen. I mean, oh, yeah. it, was, I mean it was an instant that took place. Well, yeah. and like you said, know your limitations. He should have known that that woman couldn't back that trailer in, and he, he should have found one that could have, right? I mean, that's knowing your limitations. You know, you got to have a good partner to go fishing with you. Yeah. Right? Anyway. Either that or just, you know, I mean, if I go out by myself sometimes, and, man, I'll back the back the trailer down, and then I'll just pull my boat up. Well, you kayak guys are, are crazy or courageous or a little bit of both. I, a little of both. I spent about five years kayak fishing uh, up until about four years ago. I did a lot of it. And uh, the jet skiers and the areas that I was in were absolutely crazy. Um, you know, just... Um, Dude, you're a dick. You are. Yeah, but, um, so yeah, you guys are a little bit of both, I guess. You know, it's, um, it's Jeff, you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. But, uh, it's, um, I love kayak fishing. I thought it was a lot of fun. Well, Never done it. Don't want to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll have to, I'm going to have to take him out on, on one of my we'll kayaks. Do I do, uh, one thing I want to mention is I fish for native watercraft. Okay. So I've got propelled drive. That's uh, cool. You know, kayaks. Well, by the way, they're all boats now. You know that, right? And, yeah, they're all boats. Sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of. But, you know, we fish out in the river, and, you know, you gotta got to be careful. Like I said, know your limitations. It, it does have a boat registration number on it. No. They don't? No. But they got some number on it. No, to the boat. It's a kayak. It's a kayak. It's a kayak. It's, it's not, a kayak it's, boat. It's, it's a vessel. It is a vessel. I would agree with that, yeah. um, but it's not, not powered. Well, not until you put power on it does it become a right. Incorrect. A propeller. Incorrect. It well, has to be propelled. Incorrect. Other than by human power. Incorrect. Right. It is, All right. We're gonna we're gonna finish this up in just a second. Everybody, hang tight. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We'll talk about it right now while we're on air. Yeah, we're still recording. Okay. But while we're, I'm not trying to. Florida, be, you are not required to a have boat, a boat, a small vessel station. propelled on the water by oars, sail, or an engine is the definition of a boat, period. Okay. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Backwater yeah, we said it was Hustle a Fishing Podcast. That's what I said a boat. Y'all were saying it's a kayak. It is a kayak. But it's considered a boat. Yeah. Like I said, this is the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Special thanks to Jeff Altman here today. I'm Captain Don Taylor. Is that it? That's it. Donnie said what he had to say. (laughs) Sounds like it. There's no rebuttal. We don't give a shit about the kayaks anymore. (laughs) I'm in a boat. I'm not getting in a damn kayak. That's right. Tell him, Jeff. Tell him, buddy. (laughs) He's got my back. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Have fun. All right. See you.
Hey guys, you've been listening to the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Check us out on the web at backwaterhustle.wordpress.com or check us out on Facebook at Backwater Hustle The Fishing Podcast. You can reach us at bckwaterhustle at gmail.com and hit us up on Instagram at at bckwaterhustle. This has been the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Out. That's all he is, Captain Donnie.